Welcome to the Smart Sign Podcast, a series at the intersection of safety, transportation, and e-commerce. For more information or to find some of the products discussed in our show, visit smartsign.com. Chris, can you uh, give us an overview of QuickPay Corp and what exactly is it that you guys do? Sure, sure. So, you know, we're a mobile payment company for the parking industry. Um, and, and pretty simply, you know, you, you, as an end user, you can use our app or send a text message or call the IVR system to pay for parking. Um, but, you know, what we have is, uh, is a lot more valuable than that because, you know, you, you can start to do things that you could never do before in the parking industry, uh, like, like validation programs and, um, and, and, you know, special discounts and, and coupons and offers. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a nicer user experience to, to use your phone to park, uh, whether it's at a, at a meter or at a garage. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of value there for the, uh, for the parking operators and for the mun- municipalities, too, because, you know, it's access to real-time data. It's, you know, the ability to, to change your prices based on, uh, based on demand. It's the ability to go in and, and look into a customer and, and see, you know, how often have they been here? You know, wh- what can I know about this customer that I never knew of before? So, uh, yeah, I mean, pr- like I said, it's a, it's a mobile payment startup. It's a mobile payment company. For, uh, for the parking industry, but you know, we, we're really passionate and excited about a lot of other things we'll be able to do there too. So you, you, QuickPay does on-street parking as well as off-street parking payments? Yeah, that's correct. So you know, we, we started in this industry from an off-street standpoint. So you know, our founder was in, in the Bay Area. Uh, he saw the iPhone come out and he said, man, this is, this is really gonna change how people park their cars. Uh, I, can, I can feel it, right? So he started this company and, and he approached uh, some some parking operators in the Bay Area that you know actually their business uh, in some of these locations were largely based on cash. So they have unattended cash-only locations where really their customers had to fold up a few dollar bills, put it in a slot uh, that, that corresponded to the, the stall number where they parked, and if they didn't have cash, they're out of luck. Um, and so you know it was a very a very easy problem to identify. And it was a pretty straightforward problem to solve. Um, you know, the app development, that's tough. And we're all new at it. He was new at it at the time, but, you know, it was a pretty clear route uh, where, he, where he wanted to be. Um, and, and we moved from there to, to uh, you know, other off-street scenarios. We built a, a gate kit where, you know, you can actually control a gate arm and make the gate go okay. up and down from the app. Um, but, you know, all focused on, on off-street at that point. Um, and you know we we started to grow. We started to bring in new people. Um, Carl, the founder, met Barney Pell, who was a you know longtime technologist, angel investor, uh, serial entrepreneur, and you know he, they they met at a at a parking lot of all places, right? <laughs> Carl was out there. Carl was out there trying to get new customers, trying to trying to make deals happen. And you know they started talking, and, and Barney, um, you know he he'd always kind of. He always thought there was an opportunity in parking. He, he always hates having to pay for cash anyway. So they started talking, and you know they had a few meetings. And I think it was less than two months later, uh, Barney became the first. Uh, he became the uh, chairman. Um, he was an angel investor. He was, you know, he, he kind of brought his whole. Uh, he, he brought his passion for entrepreneurship and for technology to to the table, and brought that to QuickPay. Um, and you know, from there, we've just been growing ever since. And he's been bringing his expertise, and we've brought a, a bunch of folks on who have been in the parking industry for a long time. Um, and so, 
you know that that's that's where that's where this whole thing came from and and you know for years it was off street only and then uh the opportunity came up to you know to do what we're doing but do it in on street mm-hmm. and you know we it took a lot of work on the development side but and it ended up just being a new feature for us um and and so we moved from traditionally all, all we were doing was off street to going to salt lake city and outfitting uh their whole downtown with uh quick pay ready uh, stalls. So now uh, if you're in Salt Lake City, you can, uh, you can either use the, the, the pay on foot machines um, where you have to kind of walk down the block, find a blue meter and uh, you know, swipe your credit card, put in uh, your stall number, uh, or, or you can just use your phone. We have QR codes and NFC chips on, on every stall. Uh, and, and like I said, that was, that was a, a feature for us. And, and this is actually what our what some of the other folks in the in the industry have been uh, have been doing from the start, right? They started with on street, uh, and it's interesting because you know we, we're kind of we're all coming at it from different directions. Um, QuickPay started off street. We're 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 not giving up off street at all, but you know we're we're trying to get into the next uh, the next step in the market, right? We're trying to go towards on street, um, and the other, some of the other folks started on street and now they're looking the other direction the same thing and so we're, we're crossing paths in the middle it's been an interesting is, dynamic which is a bigger market off street or on street parking in terms of users or, or users for your app um so i mean for us it's uh it's interesting because salt lake city was such a big big move for us right. um you know off street is uh is by far i think a bigger a bigger market in the u.s and worldwide it's it's where a lot of the mo- a lot more money is I think off street is in parking garages and parking lots exactly yeah yeah and so uh, on street parking uh, parking meters they, they tend to be priced a lot lower artificially low actually because these are these are places that used to be free right and then like uh, in the uh, in the twentieth century was it um, they started putting in parking meters in the city determined that this was a this shouldn't be free this is a revenue generating uh, area for them and, and so you know, you go from having free parking to you know parking is it is ten cents or it's five cents, and now it's up to you know, maybe it's a dollar for half an hour, four dollars for two hours, uh, but it's still less expensive than than it would be to park in a garage. So, what what is the true value added to a customer using your service or your app instead of traditional parking <laughs> payment methods? Sure. So, you know, the, there's a there's a few things there. Um, one if we're talking about cash only facilities like uh you know traditional parking meters on the street or these facilities like i talked about where they used to only accept cash if you rolled it up and, and folded it and, and slid it into a slot i mean the benefit is now you don't have to carry on cash and i think a lot of people are going that way where uh they, they don't always visit the atm every couple of days and, and there's not a very big need to um the fact is parking is i think uh the, the second highest cash industry in the country, uh, only behind um, alcohol and bars, right? And, and so wow. uh, you have all these industries that where uh, they're just handling less and less cash, and, and, and so why not parking, right? And so that's, I mean, that's the initial benefit, is now you don't have to carry on cash. You can use uh, a credit card by virtue of your phone. Um, and then in, in facilities that already accepted credit cards, um, you know, there's the benefit still of uh, not having to take your, your credit card out of your wallet, not having to pull a ticket at a garage, not worrying about losing the tickets. 
Um, and, and these are these are more convenience type benefits. And then there's there's a whole other side of uh, of the equation too. Is, is you know the, the it really is about value. So we're adding convenience by avoiding the cash transaction, um, and you know we're we're reducing shrinkage for our for our, our partners by reducing the amount of cash they handle. But uh, for the end user, that's a convenience thing. Um, what we can really where we can really add value is um, using uh, you know, using the customer data for loyalty programs, for mm -hmm. validation programs. Um, you know, uh, parking has always been a very anonymous industry, uh, except for monthly parkers. You really, uh, you, you would have no idea who's driving in and out of your facility. Right. Now, uh, compare that to the airline industry, compare that to hotels, um, where you have, you know, you have frequent flyer miles. Uh, in hotels, you have points, and, and this is all based on an, a customer identity. And you know exactly how often they, they use your service. You know where they go, when they go. Oftentimes, you know why because I mean because of that data. So, uh, you know, the real value is being able to offer up that that information uh, to our partners. So now that now somebody who parks isn't just a, a vehicle, right? It's a person, and and you can start to say, okay, well, all right, this person's come here. And, and parked uh, every weekend for the past month. Uh, you know, we should really we should really do something for them. Maybe it's maybe it's a, a virtual punch card, so you know they'll they'll come back. So it's more than just convenience. Convenience is is sort of the goal, but then there's a secondary benefit in terms of uh, collecting data and getting more information about the user. And so now parking operators have all this great information about who's using their garages, and and they can probably optimize their operations using. Your, your your app yeah and, and it's absolutely true you know the the nice thing is that uh, you know we're not some evil company collecting customer data um, right. the beauty of it is that the benefits are for for everyone involved right so if, if I'm driving to a garage um, and I go there every day you know it's nice to get an offer that that, that means something to me that, that I would actually value and that's the whole point is I'm getting I'm getting an offer I'm getting a validation I'm, I'm getting some kind of promotion that, that actually gives me value right and right. so we just we're just the engine that can provide a greater standard of value i think for the industry all right so let, let me move on a little bit to some of the other parking payment solutions in the industry as a whole um there are a number of other companies that that offer parking payments uh parking payment solutions on 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 uh, smartphones so how does each one differ from the rest um, do, do, do different companies specialize in off-street or on-street or are there other um, uh, other benefits that that each company offers yeah so I think a lot of it goes back to what we what we already talked about you know uh, the roots of mm -hmm. the company and and how that kind of defines their vision so um, you know if, if it's a if it's a company that started with on street um, they're they're going to have that mentality and and, and they're going to they're going to have that focus for um, you know working with the municipalities um, and it's just you know it's it's a it's a different vision so um, you know we 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 all offer a lot of similar things and the the core benefit is you know you, you use your phone to pay for parking right but um, I think the difference is you know how you go about doing it um, some some companies have different user experiences uh, you know so um, some some mobile payment providers uh, you know have uh, QR codes that you scan uh, some of them are using NFC some of them you're, you're keying in uh, meter numbers uh, and so you know th there's a there's a few different ways to experience 
the service. Um, and you know, from a from an operator side, from from the uh, you know from the operator from the municipality, they're getting different standards of data. They're getting uh, different. Um, experience on their on their end right uh, how much information do we get what kind of information is it is it real time uh, and so there's a variety of uh, on that side as well mm-hmm. um, yeah, and so so does the, the all the competition in the industry does that sort of hurt the end user the guy that's parking his car because there isn't really one uniform payment solution yeah so I, I understand where you're going you know no one wants to have four different apps on their phone right. to park. But I don't want to say that, that all the competition is, is hurting the end user because, you know, it's, it's, it's actually what's, what's driving a lot of innovation. And I think that's what a lot of people are getting, getting excited about in this industry, right, is, um, you know, for a while there were, there were one or two companies. And, um, and, and now there's a bunch springing up. And now that there's really a, a pressure to innovate mm-hmm. and to come up with, with the best product you can have. And to really, you know, add value to right. to the industry, and so that's a good thing. That's that's, uh, you know, there's going to be consolidations in the industry, and and um, you know, I'd, I'd love there to be a standard mm-hmm. where, you know, I don't need I don't need four different apps to pay for parking. Um, I just I just need my favorite, and right. whoever whoever gets to be the favorite, you know, they'll be the winner. But uh, there, there should there shouldn't be a requirement that I need to have all these different accounts and all these different apps. Sure. And so, you know, think about credit cards. You know, um, I, I don't have an Amex, a Visa, a Mastercard, and a Discover, right? right. I mean, I, I have a couple credit cards, but they're good. They're good pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and that's 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 an, that's a good experience. So, um, yeah, there, there's we're kind of in a in a stage now where I think it's just working itself out. Right. You, you have new. a number. Yeah, it's new, and you have a number of people playing, um, and you have a num- number of different companies working at it. And in this stage, yeah, it's true that you know you can use uh, you can use QuickPay in some places where you can't use Park Mobile. You can use Park Mobile in some places where you can't use QuickPay. You have you have uh, pay by phone, and in other places, and totally. I mean, that's that's not an ideal scenario. Right. But I mean, give it a few years, and I, I really think it's going to work itself out. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's such a, such a new industry, and uh, it seems like it, it's difficult to predict. But um, I would like to ask you, uh, what do you think is the next big advancement in the industry? Um, is it merging of companies or consolidation, as you put it, or new technologies? Um, you mentioned awards programs um, and possibly parking garages and operators getting new data and being able to change parking mm-hmm. that way. Um, but do you see, can you sort of predict what you think the next big thing is? Yeah, so you know, uh, I think uh, you mentioned, like I said, consolidation. Um, I think that will happen, but I wouldn't call that the the big thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've uh, I have a suspicion that that yield management is going to be something that's that's really going to make some big waves in this industry. So, um, you know, when you buy an airline ticket, you're not buying the same price. Any day of the week, it's it's fluctuating, and it's based on demand, and it's based on on occupancy, it's based on on uh, supply, right? And um, you you've had a limited access in the parking industry to uh, to engines that can actually drive that. So I really think in the next few years, uh, it's it's going to be you know whoever brings yield management, whoever goes to a, a parking operator or a municipality and says. Listen, I know based on 
your, your customer data, your occupancy levels, based on your facilities, based on the traffic. I know exactly how you should price your parking. I know when you should price it that way. Um, and I know what your optimum levels are. I mean, these are, these are math calculations, right? These are algorithms. Somebody smarter than I am is going to come up with. Mm -hmm. And if you can package that into, into a company, into a product that makes it easy and, and automates it, I mean, that'll be enormous. It'll right. change the industry. It'll turn it into, uh, so, you know, very similar to the airline industry, the, right. the hotel industry. Well, plus there's also the, the whole added benefit of public transportation. Maybe if, car, if parking prices get a little bit too high during uh, you know, congested times of the day, people will be more incentivized to public transportation, and, and which is obviously better for the environment and better for the city and, of course, relieves congestion on the streets. Right. You so know, you and if, if, if prices are increasing and you're making more per space uh, and now you have less people driving, you know, that's, that's a good thing, too. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks in this industry, I'm pretty sure, are worried about that. But, um, you know, I think, I think these things work themselves out, and uh, it's just a factor of, of economics. Okay, so it seems like many of these parking technology companies started in Europe and have now expanded into the United States. Why do you think that is? And uh, is parking in Europe more advanced than it is here? Do you notice a fundamental difference between parking in Europe and parking in the U.S.? You know, that's, that's a really interesting question. Uh, and, and, you know, you're right. Uh, a lot of the mobile payment startups and parking have started in Europe and uh, I don't exactly know why that is um, you know you hear about mobile payments not just for parking but f in general is kind of the driving force now in, in Africa um, and they've been using mobile payments for parking in in Europe for years and years and, and you know I, even in, in New Zealand and Australia so it's I, I don't know the answer uh, why the US is lagged behind um, you know, it could be a function of the, uh, the carriers. I think traditionally uh, these payments would flow through the carrier billing, uh, and maybe you know, the U.S. carriers were less less willing to do that. Um, it, it could be a function of the, the credit card industry and, and how uh, you know there's this disintermediation that needs to happen, but a lot of the credit card companies are worried about, and so, you know, maybe they lobbied against it, and maybe it's just a, a culture, maybe people right. were less willing to change here. I don't know, but, you know, it's exciting because it, it has arrived, it's right. coming, um, and so for whatever reason, for whatever reason that it lagged behind, I don't know, but it's, it's nice to see that we're actually moving in the right direction now. Right. Okay, so let's talk about you for a couple minutes. Uh, tell me about your background and how, how you got into this industry. Sure, it's, it's actually a, a pretty interesting story. Um, back in college, I went to Northeastern, uh, a friend and I got together, uh, you know, we met in the entrepreneurship program actually, and, and we were just exploring options, and we both agreed that you know, parking was annoying and a hassle, and, mm -hmm. you know, no one argued with us there, and so we thought, you know, let's go, let's go try to find a way to fix it. Let's go, maybe, maybe we can't fix the whole parking experience, but maybe there's one thing we can do. Maybe there's one opportunity that we can find. So we, we started looking, and we, we went to my. We, we were actually leaving my apartment. We went to my my back alley, and you know I lived in the heart of, of Boston, right, right near Fenway Park. Um, you know, parking is super expensive, right? Sure, sure. But I go to we we walk through our alley, and there's dri driveways are completely empty. So there's there's room for dozens of, of cars in this alley that just you know they were vacant. So that was that was kind of a, a moment where we both identified an opportunity and you said, well you know if 
if a stone's throw away, you can pay $30 to park. Why are these all empty? Uh, and so, you know, we got into the, the driveway sharing business. Uh, and this was at a time when I don't think the driveway sharing concept was was uh, as ubiquitous. It, you know, it was like an Airbnb for, for parking uh, for, for parking spots and driveways. Um, and, and we wanted to go to property owners and, and you know, renters of the apartments and landlords and, and property managers. We wanted to go to them and say, hey, you could actually make some money from these, from these spots. You know, rent them out for the day, for the hour, for the week, whatever, and, and we'll, we'll help you do it. Um, and you know, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of people that would, were excited about using the service. You know, a lot of people wanted cheaper parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they wanted a place where they could park and not pay pay the rates that are at the garages. Uh, what we had trouble with actually was was getting the inventory. Uh, and, and this is something I've heard of heard of heard from a lot with uh, with people who've gone through the driveway sharing experience and, and it's funny because there are a number of companies that have tried it and mm-hmm. the inventory is just really hard to get um, you know renters the people who are actually living there in, in, in cities tend not to own those spaces right so they don't really have the the rights to go out and rent them uh, if you try to find the landlords they're more concerned about renting out their apartments that, that make a lot more money than, than the parking spaces and, and it's the same thing with the property managers so you know we we tried for a while and we just didn't have success getting the volume and, and the driveways that we could get a hold of um, you know we'd have access to them for one or two days a month you know it wasn't a regular thing right. so you know then we started thinking I, st- I still like this parking space I think there's still an opportunity let's try a different angle let's go to let's go to garages let's go to the you know where the real inventory is where the real money is um, let's go find something there and so we started walking around garages and sure enough. You know, parking's expensive, but they were they were never full, right? The parking, people complain about it all the time. People are always saying there's there's nowhere to park, but parking garages very often have uh, plenty of vacancy. But sometimes it's just the top two floors, but you know it's it's never like they're all, they're always full. So we we started approaching the owners of these garages and then saying, hey, you know, let's um let's try to get these filled up. You know, let's do some unadvertised pricing. Uh, let's let's let people reserve parking in advance for a lower rate, and uh, you know it's not going to hurt your it's not going to hurt your revenue stream because we're not we're not going to publish these rates on your on your garage. We're not going to put up a big sign. So you know your your customers that you're getting today, you're going to be paying the same same amount they would, and you'll get the same number of them. We're just going to try to find people who are uh, outside of your existing customer base. So you know the ideas that we had. Um, the marketing concepts, the business plan—it was all—it was all nice. It was all sound, and and we had some uh, some people in, you know, some people who owned garages who were interested, um, who wanted to go ahead and do it. And then and then the struggle became, we actually didn't have the technology to to get people in the door. We 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 couldn't get somebody through a gate. Right. Um, and we tried working with some of the uh, equipment manufacturers and some of the park systems. And it's just you know it's a big hassle, and it's a they've got a big backlog of of, uh, of product enhancements that they have already, and so you know it would have taken a year and a half and maybe seventy thousand dollars in development work on their side to to get an integration in place where somebody could you know show a QR code on their screen and get them in the gates. So you know we we worked at this for maybe a year, year and a half or so, and. Finally, you know, one summer came, and I said, "All right, Neil, I'm, I'm, Neil is my, my business partner." I said, "All right, 
we're going to work on this full time. We're going to give it everything we've got for the rest of the summer. Uh, you know, if, if we're not, if we have lost traction, uh, if, if we haven't gotten anywhere, then uh, you know, let's 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 throw in the towels. Think, go go do something else and, sure. and go back to class. Sure. Uh, and you know, we we had everything. We we had plenty in our favor, so it's not like we uh, you know. Cards didn't line up for us. We we made a go at it. We we went through some incubator program in Boston, and summer was over. And you know we didn't have any, we we hadn't made much progress. Um, and so you know we just decided let's uh, let's let's call it quits for now. Uh, we both went back to class, and uh, I, I actually just wrote an article about you know experience I'd been through and you know some of our successes and failures and, and just you know it was like a post mortem of the whole process right. and. Um, you know the story got shared around a little bit. It was it was still pretty uh, unique to see a story about somebody who'd failed a startup instead of just uh, hype about you know some of the great things that are going on. Uh, the story got picked up a little bit, shared around the Boston startup community uh, and around the parking community as well. And, and that's actually how I got to be where I am today. Um, our my boss uh, Barney Pell, you know, he, he read the article. Uh, he wanted to get in touch. Uh, he said, you know, Chris, we've uh, We've got a trade show coming up, and I want to fly over here, and we'd like to meet you. Um, I read your story, and you know I really like a lot of the ideas that you had, and we we actually have the technology to to, to make it work. Uh, so that really that really intrigued me, uh, and so I said, okay, I'll take a week off from class. We'll go we'll go see what these folks have to say, and I met them. You know I loved the team, I loved the passion, and you know I've been full time ever since. Uh, I, you know. Dropped a few classes, uh, took some extra time to graduate. Meanwhile, and you know, it's I've never looked back. It's been really, really, really fun. That's a great, the great story of how failure translated into success. Yeah, thank uh, you. Um, all right, so many people find the parking industry to be rather boring or dull. Are you passionate about about parking? And if so, what's something that excites you? What can you tell our our listeners of why you should care about parking, or or why it's actually uh, interesting? You know, it's it's funny because uh, one of the reasons that people probably find it dull is, is one of the reasons I find it so exciting, and that's because it's an industry that, for a long time, hasn't progressed a great deal. You know, and, and all of a sudden you have you have all these people innovating and trying to make it better, right? And so it's an industry that's just so ripe for innovation, and you see it springing up every day. Something someone's coming out with something new. Um, and and it's it's nice to, to to be a part of that that shift. So you know some really great things are happening to this really big industry, and uh, and I get to be a, be a part of it, and and we get to have a say in where it's going to go. And that's that's really exciting to me is is the fact that there's an opportunity that so many people feel, um, and, and and an opportunity that so many people are pained by right now. Like you know we started off this conversation parking. For a lot of people, is a pretty big hassle, and and uh, you know we can be the people that, that make it better. And when you're not pushing parking technologies, what do you do for fun? Uh, so I have a, um, I have a, I have a puppy. We just you know we got a golden doodle. Oh, he's he's six months old now, and we uh, we like going on hikes. We do a lot of hiking, um, my girlfriend and I, and and the, and the dog. All right. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you, Chris, for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, we really learned a lot. Yeah. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Smart Sign Podcast. For more, please visit our website at smartsign.com.